Hey, Blue Chew wants you to have better sex, so discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. Go to BlueChew.com and enter the promo code TALKHOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A, and check out your options. You'll, uh, you'll chat with a medical professional, answer a couple questions, and the first month is free at BlueChew.com with the promo code TALKHOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. All you have to do is pay for $5 shipping and first month free. Do we get free? Yeah, we get free. We get free stuff? Yeah, free stuff. Free junk? <laughs> Why are you ruining this? Uh, <laughs> I want to put some junk in some trunk. You know what I'm saying? Hey, bro, I hear you, man. With Blue Chew. I don't know if Blue Chew's going to like this uh, this ad. They love it. Hello. Welcome to Tacoma. Tacoma FD. Yes. That's really good, Lemmy. Thank you very much. Good job. First try. Hey. That's pretty good. Hey, you know. Yeah, what's up, man? Hey. Hey. Hi. Hey, how are you? Hi. You know, I want to apologize to our audience. For what? I messed up last time. You did? Yeah, last uh, last week's episode. We, I don't know if you remember this, but I had you, you were up on your feet. Yeah. And we were describing your body. Right. And how you have the lower body of an athlete sure, and your upper body. Sure, if that body. made it into the cut. Yes. If, it, it doesn't matter if it <laughs> didn't make it into the cut. Because what I, I really failed to illustrate uh, to the, the audience is my favorite description of your body. Right. Which is a bowling ball on toothpicks. <laughs> right? Or a pumpkin on yes, toothpicks. Yes, I have been called that, yes. A potato on toothpicks. My kids have called me that too now. Tomato Thanks on to toothpicks. You. Yeah. Yep. Grapefruit on toothpicks. It's true. It's all true. Could even be a blueberry on toothpicks. Is there anything sure, round? That's not big enough, probably. On toothpicks. Right. I know, but a blueberry on toothpicks still adequately describes. Sure. Thin legs, round upper torso. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, I just that's wanted good. to apologize. That's all right. Because no that's really. Don't worry about that. It's a nice way to illustrate. Sure. And it's a really nice uh, way to come into the new show. Exactly. Being nice to each other. Exactly. Well, I was trying to apologize to the audience. I okay. apologize to you now if I was. Thank you. Thank you. No, no, I appreciate it. You want to criticize me? You can criticize me. No, no, I, I don't. I don't, I don't want to criticize you. Your hat. What, was a little... what about my hat? Well, we got a lot of swag on here today. Your hat looks a little. Um, that doesn't look like it's really your hat. You know, what I mean? it's one of those deals where they like they throw the championship cap on someone after the end of the game. And it's it's like brand new and they, they've never worn it before. That's what it looks like a little bit. Like might you. be. Too big for my head, maybe? Yeah, it's like a little bit, you know. Like, I don't think that you wear that around. You're just throwing some swag on. So you're calling out the, I mean, I it's am looking at bit. it. It's a little bit. It's a little high. It's a little high and new looking, you know? I mean. You know. It's like a guy who's never worn a hat before. That's what it looks like. It would all, the only thing that would make it better is if there was no logo yeah. on it. Yeah, like, you know, like Coxie wears his hat in succession with no logo on it? Yeah. That's what I think you look like. What do you? What are we gonna do about that? You gonna stick with it? You know, it's funny because I have uh, my other Tacoma hat here, and I went with Let this. Let me one. see that fashion show me. Okay. Let me see what you got. This an old. This I've, I've worn this. Oh, one. there you go. That's got a, a little something maybe a sweat stain on it. Oh yeah, it's got some salt stains, like some, some yeah. of those. Heffern, I have those heifern and salt stains across the front. You have those? Can you see that? My salt stains. I like to do that. This is a well-worn hat. A, um, this okay. coat also I wear around. I know we have our swag on. This coat got me out of a. Out of a ticket, out of a out of a pullover ticket. Tell me about it. Well, I was on the way to a set mm-hmm. uh, when we were shooting, and I wear this coat because it's nice and warm. Yeah, and I wear it in the show. Right. And I was wearing this coat in my car, and when the cop pulled me over, he was like, "Are you a firefighter?" And I said, well, "I'm not." Uh, and then that's when you have to tell them, you know. I know. That's what, always what the worst part. You are. You it's can like, see. I'm not a real firefighter. I play one on TV. Oh. And I have to say that, right? Oh. And then, you know, despite that, you know, maybe I looked the part, I got a mustache at the time, whatever. And he's like, oh, okay. He goes, are you an actor? And I was like, um, yeah. He goes, w- w- do I know you for something else? And I said, I, w- I was also in a movie called Super Troopers. Mm. And then he was like, oh, uh, yes, I knew it. I knew I knew who you were. Yeah. And then he let me go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad when they find out that you're not a real firefighter. It also it is me- sad, but then that's when, you know, they found out that I was the guy from Super Troopers and then they let me out of the ticket. Do you remember one time we were in a Taco Bell? Yeah. And um, the lady behind the, I was wearing a Tacoma hat and yeah. the lady behind the Taco Bell uh, counter said, thank you for your service and gave me a coupon yes. for a free taco. <laughs> Thank you for your service as an actor. Yeah, but I didn't. T- in that case, I I, I didn't confess because I didn't want her to take the coupon back. Sure, that shit happens all the time. I was in an airport wearing one of these things, and a, an an elderly gentleman walked up to me, and he said, "Are you a firefighter?" And I said, "I'm actually not." And his face just sank. Yeah, I was like, "I'm in a television show," and he went, "Oh, 
And then he just walked away from me. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't what TV show. It wasn't any of that stuff. It was, you know. Well, that was like when we were filming uh, episode 10 of season one. The yeah. fire at the dispensary. And at the same time, those, the Woolsey fires were going on. Yeah, yeah. And we were filming. We happened to be filming the scene with the fire, with the, with the engine on the street. Yeah. And I was, you know, in shotgun as the captain. Sure. I get we the privilege of riding driving shotgun. in the truck. Driving in the engine. And look at me pretending I'm tough uh, as yeah. the captain. Yeah, yeah. Who I play. <laughs> uh, I had my arm, I was sitting shock, and I looked over, and there was a guy parked uh, in an SUV, and he looked up at me, and he looked at the side of the truck, and he said, do you mean to tell me you guys came all the way from Tacoma to help fight these fires? And I was like... Because that's a moment now. You have to decide whether you play through. Right. Right? Or if you puncture the balloon. Yeah. Better, you know I mean? And they're like, no, I'm just I, I'm an actor. <laughs> And you played through. Yeah, well, he said, uh, he said, you came from Tacoma to help fight these fires? I was like, yes, we did. <laughs> and then luckily an AD was like, and action. And we, and we drove off. I was like, right. But then we had to do another take and we came around the block and pulled up next to him. Hey, this time he was looking at me like, yeah. Okay. You Welcome to the world of magic. Yeah. Television. Sorry, if you don't like it, move out of Los Angeles. <laughs> That's what we I should. make film and TV yeah. here. Welcome to Tinseltown. Yeah, well, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's only. Um, but it's. But it's also like that when. Um, remember in season one, also my directorial debut. Yeah. Uh, when that the girl got injured on the set, she was fine. She came to the yeah, set afterwards. Totally she came fine. back to the set. She was yeah. fine, but she got knocked out. And, it required uh, us to call the fire department. Yeah, and so the fire department came, and here come all these firefighters who were very confused. Very confused. Coming out of the set. Full of firefighters in uniform with trucks, and nobody yeah. has attended to this yeah. person. And also, it's not like we were in like some movie studio. We were just in some building. Yeah, you know, in Woodland Hills or whatever. Fucking yeah, right? and these guys are looking at us yeah. like, "What the fuck is it? What are these f- <laughs> terrible firefighters here?" We're like, "We don't know what happened. <laughs> she she got sprayed by a hose and then she got knocked out. We don't know what to do." So right this way, right this way. And they're all three feet taller than you. Oh are. my god, they're all strapping and like, okay. Well, we just need to. Uh, did anybody call 911? I did. They're here. Thank God you're here. We don't know what to do. Why aren't you treating them? We're just actors. But we made an episode out of that. Yeah. It really, uh, really hits home, doesn't it? Yeah. What a wimp you are. Oh my God. Um, let's anyway, talk about the episode. Let's go. We just came out of this great episode. This is one of my favorite episodes. 403. Right. Look who's here. The Panisi way. Look who's here. Look at that thing. Here's Giuseppe. I, I love it. Do you, ha- do you hang that in your house? I mean, that's just a fantastic. Do you hang that in your house? Yeah, I hang it in my house along okay. with, with that guy, too. With this guy, yeah. I mean, this is just a, you know, I, I, I love the, you know, I think it's a great ending where, you know, this guy from the grave played a prank on you guys. Yeah. And that's his fuck you right there, which I think is fantastic. I mean, it's the Italian salute. Right. The Italian and that's a funny, like, I remember we took a bunch of pictures of you and then there was a lot of debate about which one to use and. You know, there's a give the finger and there was other ones, I think, right? And then what they do is they take the photo and they paint, turn it into a painting. Yeah. Um, and I, that's just, a, I love that painting. Well, it's because Giuseppe Panizzi, he's the scoundrel of the family. Sure. You know, like... Playing I mean, a prank from the grave. Yeah. And we have we have all the photo, like, you know, all the photos of the Panizzi's are in the station. They're yeah. lined up and they each have their own personality. But this is, this is the <laughs> rascal right here. He's a prankster. He got you. Yeah. I love that thing. I love that ending. There's a lot of good firefighter stories in this thing, too, though. I, mean, I think there's some real, there are a bunch of real life things that we did. Like, we burned that piano, which is a true story that we got from firefighters about uh, a boyfriend or a girlfriend burning the boyfriend's piano or uh, the other way around. Other way, a disgruntled boyfriend burning yeah. his ex-girlfriend's piano. On the front lawn. Yeah. And they had to go put it out. Yeah. So we started the episode that way. Yep. Then we do the the Lambo windows thing, like you breaking the Lambo windows. It's so cool the way you say Lambo, like you're just familiar with it. Yeah. You want me to say it that way? No, no, stick to Lambo. Well, I mean, that thing is neon green. It's a Lambo. It's not even a Lamborghini, right? No, no, but the, the way you said green. it, the way you said it, you, you know, it's like you just got your first Lamborghini. You're like, well, I got a couple of them. Here's my so. Lambo. I got outside. a couple of them in my garage. Here's my so. Lambo. <laughs> yeah, I, drive, I was taking I the Lambo. Chevy, you guys. I was taking the Lambo out for a spin. I drove a Chevy, you guys. 
you, you couldn't even get into a fucking I Lamborghini. Couldn't, I couldn't possibly fit it. I tell you what, somebody gave me a ride in a car like that one time, and I was like, this is the fucking most uncomfortable, worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. You're like a f- uh, like three inches off the ground. And you're folding in half. You're on this thing. I can't fit in. I can't fit in the seat. My shoulder is touching the driver's shoulder. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is the allure? You can't get into a Lamborghini without like scraping your ribs on. It's unbelievable. Like, because the angle, like to get into a Lamborghini, you have to contort. Yeah. I get it. It's cool. I just like a bigger vehicle. Can you contort? No. You, I talked about this. You I can't, can't contort. You I can't, can't do pull-ups. Have you ever done a pull-up? Never once in my life. Have you ever contorted? Not even one. Have you contorted one time? Nah. I feel bad. I'm just attacking you all day I about know. your physicality. I'm, I'm trying to talk Tell about- Tell me I'm short. Tell me I'm short. Here's I'm going to attack you because we have footage of this. Okay. We set up this big thing. It's what a big fun thing? moment. What big thing? The Lambo. Okay. It's a funny moment where you're supposed to break the window of this Lamborghini. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's got to be one of the more exciting parts of the day. Yeah. Is that you get to break the window. Yeah. And you couldn't fucking do it. <laughs> and you couldn't do it. And we have footage of it, but you could not break the Lambo. It took you a couple times and a lot of ribbing. And then finally you broke it. Let me just tell you about that yeah. moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing. The windows <laughs> were, re- were ready to break, but the Lambo yeah. itself was a real Lambo. Sure. And if I damaged the Lambo. Who cares? We were going to, you care. I don't care. You're the budget guy. You <laughs> love the fucking budget. I don't care. I don't care. But I was told. I'll tell you what. Do not. If you scratch that Lambo at all. Sure. It is going to cost this production $35,000. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. But there was about, there were about 15 people standing around there who wanted a whack at that thing. And you're the one who got the whack at it. And we have footage that you did not. That's fine. But listen, here's the thing. The window itself is only like this high, which is another one of the pain in the ass about Lambos. Sure. Not enough window space. It's like, how are you supposed to grab a ticket from like when you're going to a parking lot? Like, you know, you're like that. But the area I had to strike was not high from top to bottom. And I'm using a Halligan bar. Sure. And so I had to be very precise about where I hit it, which meant I had to slow down my strike. Sounds like a lot of excuses. If the window was bigger, sounds like a lot of excuses. You should quote me from uh, what was last week or the week before when I said excuses are like assholes. Everyone's got one and they all stink. Uh, But, uh, you know, listen, it was a tough strike. It was a tough strike, but I got it eventually. You got it. We we, we see that you got it. By the way, can I say one more thing about the Lambo? Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, People don't, don't know this, but that's actually a true thing, too, is that if you park in front of a fire hydrant, the, the fire department, oh, right, what they're gonna do is come up and shatter your windows and put the hose. This is what they told us. This is what they told us. But I felt like when we got into that world, Cousin Bill was like, you just put the hose over the car. <laughs> yeah, but this way is cooler. This way is cooler. It's cool, the firefighters. Yeah. But you know, like firefighters love to break stuff. They do, they do. And they're like, hey, somebody parks in front of it? That's their problem. Yeah, well, it's against the law. Yeah, you gotta, you're gonna go through that window. Yeah. And somebody told us that story, right? Yeah. yeah. That's your science. Somebody yeah. told us a story about you put a nice car in that thing, in front of that thing, and they need that hydrant. They're not going to give a fuck There's a shit. fire that yeah. you, you, this is on you. Right. Anyway, so that, that's, that's where that story that's another look, Never park in front of a fire hydrant. Because if, no. if they need that, that hydrant, they're going to. If you like your windows, no park. They're going to fuck up your car. Yeah. Especially not a Lambo. Um, there are a couple other things in this episode I think that were funny, which we flagged. Um, one is this opening cologne dialogue. Are you wearing new cologne? I am wearing something new, yes, but it's not cologne. It's body spray. Same thing. No, it's not the same thing. It's only cologne if it comes from the Cologne region of Germany, just like it's only champagne if it comes from the Champagne region of France. Oh, it's like Kleenex. It's only Kleenex if it comes from the Kleenex region of Luxembourg. Really? Yeah. It was in last week's Wordle. It's one of these examples of, we talk about how much we love making a TV show. Um, it's a difference between making a TV show and a movie, right? Movies, they're very precious, and you have to be very careful because you don't get another chance and whatever it is. In our thing, what we found is, we do a joke, it doesn't work. We'll just do it again down the line right. in a place where it works. And so we uh, had this cologne dialogue that we riffed on uh, early in the early in the shooting of our show, right? We had to, it was like season two. And uh, it was just something we came up on, uh, you know. Yeah, we were improvising. Yeah, we were improvising. And we just started bullshitting and we thought it was fucking hysterical. And it just didn't fit in the scene. Yeah. And so we're like, ah, fuck it. We'll use it again because we like it, right? Next season, we did it again. <laughs> this time we scripted it. We scripted it and we shot it. It was us standing in front of a mirror, brushing our teeth or whatever. And we did it again. And we were brushing our mustaches. Yeah. And it didn't work. Right. And we got in the edit room again. And it's like, ah, it's extraneous. doesn't fit. doesn't work. Yeah. And then we got into this season. We're like, you know, we're fucking putting that dialogue in. Even if it doesn't, it's not funny. Yeah. Even if it doesn't work. Yeah. And we did it. And we put it in this episode. 
and it finally got in there. And we'll show the clips of the of the old uh, season about us trying it. What's that smell? It's like perfumey. It's my new body spray. Do you like it? You like the way it smells? No, I don't wear cologne. It's not cologne. It's body spray. What's the difference? It can only be cologne if you come from Cologne, Germany. Kind of like when you get champagne, it can only be from Champagne, France. Oh, yeah. It's like Kleenex comes from the Kleenex region of Luxembourg. Is that right? Yeah. It was in yesterday's puzzle. Okay. Okay. Enough of the cologne. This is body spray. It's only cologne if it comes from the Cologne region of Germany. Like it's only champagne if it comes from the Champagne region of France. It's like Kleenex. It's only Kleenex if it comes from the Kleenex region of Luxembourg. Really? Yeah. It was in yesterday's crossword puzzle. That's interesting. You know what I like about you, Kev? Yeah. Is that uh, I feel like you're just getting the hang of this telling stories with like videos and photos. Yeah. Playing it. Because every time we talk about it, you're like, and we'll show you the photos that's, of uh, that. That's for Joe. Yeah. But you don't have to say that. Well, I do because it's just you know, Joe doesn't have to use it. He can cut it out. Joe knows what to fucking do, bro. Joe and I are, Joe and I are just getting to work together. Joe, you know. And so Joe, Joe can take that out and put the clip in his place. Let me tell you about Joe. Yeah. Let me tell you something about Joe. Yeah. Joe's the reason why we're all here. Is that right? Yeah. Joe's the reason why we're because Joe is the editor of the Whiskey Ginger podcast. Oh, is that right? Joe's the yeah, that's right. Joe's the one who put together that beautiful Snoop Dogg uh, clip of us from Whiskey Ginger that, okay. that got we were looking at it yesterday while we well while basically while we metaphorically sucked Joe's dick. Uh, the thing got like one point four million views on Facebook alone. Sure. That's Joe. You okay. have to tell Joe, Thanks, Joe put a photo in here. And we've got the clip of the Snoop Dogg thing that we'll show to you now. Snoop for sure, I Snoop Dogg smoked us mute. Uh. We were on his TV show. And by the end of it, he was the only one speaking. And he was asking us questions. And we would, I mean, you can see this online. Yeah. And we were all just in a stupor. Numb to the world. In full Highway Patrol costume. I was wearing sunglasses. (laughs) Mute. Unable to do the bumper or the promo. I talked to Snoop about a time he smoked with Willie Nelson in Amsterdam. And he goes, that old man knocked me out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not all about views. I'm all about conversation, bro. Sorry. I'm so, so hostile. Really, what is wrong with you? What's the matter? Do you remember that in the original? Um, I'm just giving Joe some guidance. I love not a bad thing. I love Joe. Joe knows what to do. Sure. By episode you know, five. You'll trust him? I'll know him. Right, Joe? This is new. Our relationship's You'll new. You'll trust him? I'll know him. Why don't you trust? Well, we haven't done anything together yet. This is it. This is. It took you 30 years to earn my trust. And you still don't trust me. I don't. It took, well, actually, it was, you know, it's, I'm not even done with the, with the cologne uh, thing here. Let's but go back to the cologne thing. It did thing. take you a long time. Like, w- we found out on a podcast, like, that it took you, like, 10 years to respect me. After we'd been friends for 10 years. Uh, I guess so. I don't know if it took, well, no, there's, there's different levels of respect and reasons for respect. And uh, I don't your like, work ethic. I don't, like, ethic. I don't like this conversation. Well, you anymore. started it. Let's just go back to the clone thing. <laughs> okay, do you remember the original? Mm-hmm. You say it's, it's Kleenex if it comes from the Kleenex uh, uh, region of Luxembourg. Right. And the, and the scripted thing was like, it's called Astroglide if it's made in space. Do you remember that line? No, I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, but it so was, after we improved it, we scripted it, and then we put the Astroglide line in. In, the, in this season, there was, the Astroglide line was in there, but you felt because Astroglide is for like, you know, anal sex i see you didn't I, like, well i think i was probably like what's astroglide because yeah. i don't know what and then when you found is. out what it was you thought it was crass oh yeah but i mean as i wrote the astroglide line and, and you didn't like it. you thought it was crass that's why i don't trust you but i no, i think the cologne thing is a funny example of putting the jokes in you know what i mean don't you think yeah i do you know how you put jokes in yeah with astroglide what's <laughs> up i guess so yeah no, it's you know what it is. It's it's a nice thing because it's like we we talk about this uh, with with younger writers. Like, yeah. you know, your work is never going to go to waste. Sure, you might actually bring it back twenty years later. Yeah, get a joke, save it. We just made a movie quasi. We wrote twenty years ago. Twenty years ago. <laughs> Put up the poster, Joe. <laughs> All right. Other things. You know, uh, uh, we get a lot of stories from firefighters about pranks and things like that. Yeah. Sometimes we bring our own to the table. Okay. Right. Yeah. And it's this, uh, this eat it game that these guys are playing in the beginning. Ike, my friend, you may eat it. Eat it, 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 eat it,
That came from a real game that we used to play. Which I hesitate to even bring up. You don't want to bring that up? No, I mean, I do, but I'm hesitating. Okay. Well, I mean, we can do it, and if you're unhappy with it, we can joke and cut it out. No, I'm going to love it. Uh, (laughs) But um, we used to play that, uh, I think it started when we were in college, and then it went into, uh, we were out of college. Yeah. uh, But we would be in our fraternity, and you'd be sitting around a room, having some drinks or whatever else, and um, you would... um, start challenging people, right? And it was called lick it. Yeah. It wasn't called eat it, it was called lick it. Yeah. And the idea was you would lick the nastiest thing in the room. Yeah. And then uh, a guy, you know, people would have to one up you. Yeah. So, well, you know, well, then you, wasn't it, you'd lick something and then once you licked it, yeah. then you had the right to tell somebody to lick something else. Right? Yeah, or or they had to pick something to top you. Right, right. right. So like, if I like, if I was a lick it, I would take the shoe and I'd lick the bottom of your shoe and then someone would take the ashtray mm. and lick the ashtray, yeah. right? The f- that was full of things. And so it was one of those deals where um, uh, in order to inspire that, everyone else in the room would be chanting, lick it, lick it. And it would get like frantically weird. Yeah. And if anyone ever like walked into that room in the middle of it, they'd be like, what the fuck is going on in here? Because it's like 15 guys yelling, lick it. And someone is fucking licking an ashtray. Yeah. And, uh, and that was a game that we played a lot. And it was a very funny game, and it would get very silly about what people would lick. Do you remember the last game of Lick It we ever played? I remember when Lick It ended. <laughs> <laughs> the last game time we ever played, we were in my apartment in New York. This is the this is the part I hesitate. Right. Well, I can say because that wasn't me. Okay. I don't think it was even you. Was it you? It wasn't no, me. No, it was Chandler Sekar, right? It was Stolhansky. It was, oh, it was Stolhansky, right, okay. And another guy, one of our friends, Mark Alter, I think, was was the one who was... Uh, and Vince. He was trying to one-up. Yeah. And Vince. And so... Uh, uh, the lick it thing was going on and it was getting crazy and people were licking crazy shit and whatever it is. And, uh, one of the guys had his dog there at the thing and the dog, uh, uh, if you stop right now, yeah. if you stop right now, people will really wonder what happened. <laughs> hey everybody. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Ooh. Right. So discover your free options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. Oh, man. You are a great spokesman for sex. Huh? This is great. Pretty good. We have a special deal for our listeners here. Yeah. You go to bluechew.com and enter our promo code TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A, and you get the first month free. Okay? You just pay $5 for shipping. Go to bluechew.com, enter our promo code TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A, and the first month will be free. You'll get uh, bluechew.com's uh, special tablets. You'll be making some blue love, though. Yeah. Like, like Avatar. Oh, yeah. You know, like when you, you, they put the tail inside the other tail? They do the tails, though. Yeah. I don't think we can do that. So visit bluechew.com, promo, talkoma, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring our podcast. Thanks, Blue Chew. Hey, folks. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. That's better help. Better help. I have a question. What things about yourself are you crushing that you want to keep crushing in 2024? Okay. Okay. Like so much, we spend time in the new year thinking, what are things we can change about ourselves? But what we should really be thinking about is how can we take things that we are good at and become even better at them? Okay. And so better help, a conversation better help gets you there. Yeah, it's a for- online therapist. It's a form of therapy. So if you're okay. consider considering therapy, go to BetterHelp. Okay, BetterHelp is convenient. It's totally online. It's flexible to fit your schedule. You go, you fill out a questionnaire. Yeah, and they will hook you up with a licensed therapist. And if you ever want to switch therapists, you can do that too. Okay, so celebrate the progress you've already made. Go to BetterHelp.com/slash/talkoma. T-A-L-K-O-M-A. You get 10% off your first month. So that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Tacoma. Hey, who more do? Yagar bra, taksamiket, yag ietasti. Hey, sniga brilor. Okay, what language am I speaking? What did I just say? I was speaking Swedish. I said, Hi. How you doing? I'm doing well. My name is Steve. Cool sunglasses. Now, here's the thing. If you want to learn a language, the best way to do that is by immersion, living in a place where the language is spoken. 
But since nobody really gets to do that, the next best way is with Babel. Okay, Babel has their own theme song. It's my favorite sound in the world because that sound is the sound of learning. That's right. With Babel, for just 10 minutes a day, you could be speaking a new language in three weeks. And if you can do that in three weeks, just imagine what you could do in a whole year. Okay, so if like one in five people learning a new language is on your bucket list for 2024, Babel is the place to go. Okay, because for just 10 minutes a day in three weeks, you can be learning practical stuff like asking for directions, uh, ordering food off a menu, asking for help, how much does something cost, and you don't have to use one of those clumsy language apps. So we have a special deal for our listeners. Okay, you listen to Tacoma, you go to babble.com slash Tacoma. Okay, that is B A B B E L dot com slash Tacoma, T A L K O M A. And you will receive 55% off of your Babbel subscription. That's for our listeners only. So 55% off, go to babbel.com slash Tacoma. Okay. Rules and, restriction, rules and restrictions apply. Now, studies by Yale, University of Michigan have shown that 15 hours of Babbel is the equivalent of an entire semester at a college. What does that say to me? Well, one of two things, either that college is a waste of time or that Babbel is just as good as going to a college. I prefer that. So go to babbel.com slash Tacoma. 55% off your subscription to Babbel. You will be learning Swedish in three weeks or Spanish or Italian or Russian or Chinese. It doesn't matter. Any language you want. Okay. Developed by over 150 language experts, Babbel is conversational. It's practical, and it's the way to go if you want to learn a new language. Talk to me, Ket. Hey, Dor. But don't they want to know? Sure. Yeah. So this dog was in heat. The dog was in the dog was in heat, and so you know the 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 back end of that dog like a catcher's mitt. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so it obviously escalated to, you know, lick it, lick it, lick it. Somebody licked that dog. Yeah. And everyone was like, no fucking way, no fucking way. And it came to Stolhansky's turn. Yeah. And it was a pride thing where people didn't want to back down and lick it. You did, especially when people are screaming and licking at you, you didn't want to back down. And I remember Stolhansky getting that dog and bringing him up, bringing that dog close to where it needed to be. And then I think the owner of that dog. Yeah. Called it off. <laughs> <laughs> Intervened. Yeah. And stopped the licket. Now, I don't know if Stolhansky was going to really do it or if he was bluffing, but it got real close. It was real close. Real close. And that's the last time we ever played licket. That is. Because it got weird. It was super weird. Yeah. And it was like, because also you had to the next day kind of look at yourself in the mirror. Because <laughs> I remember like, I was there. I could have stopped it. And yet I right. didn't. Right. I wanted to see. Yeah. But I didn't want to see. Sure. I mean, it was, you know, interesting to see if, if it would have, you know, happened. It's like, but we don't, we'll never know that. We'll never know. And so the idea was we would, <laughs> we're playing this game, let's change the liquid to eat it. Yeah. And then the firefighters are competing to see who would eat the grossest thing that you could find in the fire department. Right. And that's where the game came from. Okay, guys, this one is hot off the press. This is my dad's emergency candy that he keeps in his wallet. The wrapper is dissolved and it spends about 10 hours a day pressed up against the warmth of his ass. Who will eat it for $20? 20 I got it for 20 Mine. It's mine. Um, so anyway, uh, so that was where this eat it came from. And, and we thought that was a fun game. And those guys had a great time playing it. And Gabe did a great job choking on shit. And Yeah, but that's – so like Lick It and Eat It are like dark web type. That's it was, Yeah. That night of Lick It, it was like dark web level. It was dark web Lick It. Yeah. Yeah. Which was is another topic in this – Shows the dark web, which, uh, you know. I'm so scared of the dark web. I, I don't even know what it is. We didn't know what it was. I don't, still don't know what it is. And uh, our buddy Phil Hudson, who works with us, and he does our social media stuff for us, and he worked on Tacoma, and he was in the writer's room, and he, and we'll see him next week in episode four, and we'll talk about that. And, and we saw him in Quasi as the sheep fucker. Quasi. Oh. all the guys who fuck sheep. Frere And um, anyway- he knows the dark web or apparently knows the dark web. And, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a clip that I gave to Joe. Do you think he'll cut it in? About, uh, about a piece of dialogue where we describe exactly what the dark web is technically. 
And um, we had no idea. And that, that is verbatim from Phil that we put right into the script. What is the dark web? Is it real? Oh, it's real. All right. Everything I've heard about the dark web sounds super sketch. But it isn't all bad. It's just unregulated. The basic principle is that you're masking your IP address with a VPN and using the Tor browser to access unpublished sites. But fair warning, one wrong click and you might see horrible things you can't unsee. Why are you yelling? I don't know. Why are you yelling? Am I yelling, you guys? Wait, but don't, you know I'd like to make a point. But don't, you know what? I've got to lay off you. Would you just leave me alone? I got to lay off you. It's unbelievable. I've been so. Like, what does it take? What's my problem? I don't know. Do you think I need therapy? I'm trying to tell good stories and, you're and doing, share with people. And you're doing a great job. And all you're doing is ripping me. I really am. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm a son of a bitch. I know, but I'm used to it. That's fine. Yeah. I don't mind. Keep what else do you want? Keep doing what you want to do. What else you want to talk care. about? Keep let's, it, let's the dark, talk. We talked about the dark web. Uh, we talked about the time capsule. We thought the time capsule thing was a funny thing in this episode. I think Mike Pelletieri, one of our writers, brought up the idea. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, he had read about, you know, people finding a time capsule, some wall or something like that. Maybe I can't remember what it was. I think it's funny. Do you, do you remember the original uh, ending of the episode? Yeah. So that was the idea is like, what? There are many ideas about where we're going to take this episode and what was going to be the ending. But yeah. there was a couple pitches. Well, I mean, one of the pitches was that ultimately we were going to plant the, the painting back we in. We were going to put it back or, in the wall. Or put our own time capsule into the wall. Yeah. And that then we were going to cut to the year like 3000 and like robot firefighters, like a robot Terry and a robot Eddie. <laughs> like your robot Terry was going to be like a big refrigerator on like toothpicks. <laughs> And mine this was is when be, my budget thing goes off. Though, yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. And mine was gonna be a short robot, but with like a sweet metal hairdo. Sure. Sure. And sure. Uh, and we were gonna find this thing in the wall sure. and be like, it's "What like is this?" AI Spielberg movie or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so the robots find what's in the wall. Yeah. And it wasn't one of the jokes that we shit in the box and leave it in the wall, and then the robots find the shit in the box like ten thousand years from now. So can we put a pin on that and come back to that next week? <laughs> Yes. Because cause we, that idea we riffed on for next week's episode. Okay. that And that's, okay, God, let's not spoil that then. I don't want to talk about that. Next week. Yeah, next week. See, how's that for a teaser? That's great. Next week, we're going to talk about shit in the wall. <laughs> but that was the idea. Hey, you know, if we replanted this time capsule, what would we do to play a prank? Because it's such a great prank. What would our prank be in the future? Yeah. And it would be bury something in that wall that you wouldn't want to find. Yeah, exactly. Right. That'd be surprising to you. Look at Giuseppe back there. <laughs> Giuseppe. Giuseppe. Um, all right. So this episode also, we had a lot of great guest stars. Tons some, of them. Some of the best. We had this this fine gentleman here. Joey Pants. But the other very prominent, very prominent guest star mm. was someone you know well, which is um, your son, Carlos. I sired him. Um, we had this great idea, uh, and we loved this idea about how uh, the Godfather was stolen from your life, <laughs> whatever it was, right? Or at least, at least, uh, you know, Brando dying in the in the yeah. garden. Yeah, Giuseppe died with yeah. an orange peel in his mouth and a bug spray and, and chasing bug right. ch- chasing Eddie around the garden. And uh, and and whatever. And, and it's in a in a bout of hyper reality, apparently that was stolen from your life. Yeah, and um, that's how, well, that's how cool Giuseppe Panizzi right. is. They took the Godfather from Giuseppe Panizzi. And so then once you got that idea, then we had to bring it to fruition. And how are we going to do that? Where we, how do we play a kid, Eddie Panizzi? Who could play young Eddie Panizzi? Who could play young Eddie Panizzi? And it's, it's quite simple. It's your son, Carlos. Yeah. Who has appeared in the show before. A couple times. Yeah. He was in uh, episode 306. I gave Joe a clip of it. You did? Do you think he'll put it in? Yeah. And uh, it's a snackathon. It's when uh, your fun, your son your son found snackathon. Yeah. In the dumpster of episode three hundred six. Yeah. And that was Carlos. I think, but that was the first. Oh no, he he was in. Uh, he was in the Christmas episode. He was in two thirteen Christmas episode. Right. He and Theo. Right. And my wife is actually uh, behind That's them. That's right. Um, and so Carlos is in that. And so uh, each time we're taking him a little far. Like he had a lot of lines and things I had to learn in this thing. Well, this time he had a scene. Yeah. And actually, and he had he had to uh, recite the firefighters, the, the creed, right? right. But Carlos nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Let's say it together. As, As a, a fireman, fireman, I will serve the public trust with honor and integrity and, and vow to always protect the Comas people through the faithful performance of my duties in the fire service. That's my grandson. Totally prepared. Well, here's the thing about Carlos is like after the Rise of the Machines episode, like the the morning after Rise of the Machines, he went to school and yeah. a after gr- it aired, after it aired, yeah, yeah, he went to school and a girl, I think he was, he was either in third or fourth grade, yeah, baby, a girl came up to him and she said, "I saw you on TV last night." Oh yeah, baby. And 
Apparently, her, That's why we do it. Her father and grandfather watched Tacoma FD. Okay. And okay. were watching it. And she walked in the room and was like, hey, that boy's in my class at school. All right. And she came in and told Carlos, I saw you on TV last night. <laughs> and he came home to me. He's like, dad, I like being famous. Oh, Jesus. I was like, yeah. He's got a little flavor of the Lemmy in him. Oh, he got it. And he got and he got paid. Now it goes in his Coogan account that he can't, uh, but like, can't touch it. But he started calculating like how much that money, like how many transformers that would buy him, and his, his eyes popped out of his head. Anyway, so now he's like, you know, he wants to act. I told you, he, you know, he's pitching episodes. He wants to be. He wants to create a whole show about Snackaton and him and and Buck and, and my son. Yeah. Right. Okay. And they're gonna, right. they're going to be in an episode together. Yeah. Right. But in the meantime, he comes and does this episode, and he prepared. And he did a great, and we were ready to shoot. I was directing it, and you were acting in it, and you were dressed up as that guy. And we were a scene and we together. Were ready, and and what happened? He tested positive for COVID. Oh my god! And oh man! And it started. To, it, we were in the we were in the hair and makeup trailer. Right. He's getting his 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 hair quaffed back like a young Eddie Panizzi. And this is twenty twenty one. I mean, it, it was still pretty big deal. The COVID testing was still a pretty big deal, and yeah, you had to do it every morning. And but he but he came in and the. And the COVID team came in and they said, I'm sorry, he's tested positive for COVID. Oh he, he can't shoot. And now he was upset. And then uh, somebody, I was very upset, but somebody, not you, but somebody on the on the crew said, well, his younger brother's here. Could we just get his younger brother to do it? <laughs> and that was really, he said it right in front of Carlos. And I was like, oh, no, boy. we're not doing that. Oh, like this is Carlos's part. Yeah. And of course, Theo's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But uh, well, I remember I walked, I showed up there because I was directing and I walked up to the makeup trailer because you guys were first seen up. And I walked into the makeup trailer and it was like someone fucking died. I mean, it was like you were upset. I, you know, your kid was in tears. Yeah. Uh, and uh, your wife was upset. Yeah. And, and when it, she gets upset, yeah, it's a different type of upset. And I was like, what happened? Well, he tested positive. Oh boy. And you know, it's unfortunate, but what you do is you just, it's a standalone scene. You just move it down the line, right? We're shooting for the next three months. Yeah. We'll find a time to do it. So it's not a huge thing in our mind. And whatever. I mean, we're ready to go, whatever. But that's, it's not a big, not a huge deal. Yeah. It costs some money. Yeah. But it's not a big deal. So it's like, you know, but it was devastating to him. It wasn't the last time a Lemmy with COVID was going to cost the production a lot of <laughs> money last uh, season. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But um, but it was a big deal because he was devastated, and I get—I mean, you get it. You're that kid. You're you're probably nervous. You build up to the day, day. You're about to shoot, and then boom, the legs get cut off from underneath you. Yeah, yeah. It was it was heartbreaking. It was a it was sad, sad, sad moment. Sad. But he came back, came back, and uh, and nailed it. We did it, and we did the scene. It was a it was fun. We left that set standing there, and you guys just came in, and you did it a couple weeks later, and it was a blast. Yeah. Was it fun doing that scene with your kid? It was tremendously fun. Yeah. It was Great. like uh, it was. It was one of those moments, you yeah. know, it's like a, a life defining moment. Like we got to act in a scene together and he was playing uh, my grandson. You'll always have that footage. Yeah. He was playing me as a young boy. My character's yeah. a young boy and I'm playing his, his grandpa. Well, there was, there was another thing too. So like Carlos was really proud. He's able to do the Panisi Cobra. Right. Right. And he got it in his mind because, because next week, uh, Theo is going to be a guest. Okay. Right. Actor on the yep, show. Yep, another yep. teaser. And yep. Theo gets to say a That's bad your word. Son, your younger son. Your younger son. And he gets to say a bad word. <laughs> yeah. And so Carlos knew about that, and he wanted to throw a bad oh, word in, too. Oh, that's right. That's right. But what happened was uh, he dropped an F-bomb yeah. out of the blue in the middle of his thing, and I think the whole crew was like, what the fuck? What did he just say? We heard it. Like, we yeah. were on the set, and, and, and he says his line. He goes, yeah. he goes, watch the fucking hair. Oh, oh. And you heard like a, <gasps> Yeah, the whole crew like gasped. Like 50 because people. Because it was like a, nobody expected that to be coming out of your kid. Yeah. But that, he was prepared to do that. But he's my kid. Yeah, but he wanted to do that, and you yeah. trained him that way. And then he walked off the set. He's, he's like, there you go, you fucking bowling ball on toothpicks. <laughs> Take that, huh? Yeah. Take that to the fucking what editing room, think about room, that? Bada boom. Go fuck yourself. Now I get it. Anyway, it was great. You did a fantastic job. Thank and you. That was, and that you was very good. directed him very nice. Oh, thank you. See, yeah. isn't this nice? It is nice. Isn't this nice where we can... But you know, it's, you know what I have noticed? nice to each other? You know what I have noticed about you, Kev? Yeah. Because you also directed him in the Christmas episode, and you directed him in the uh, Rise of the Machines episode. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. And you are a wonderful director when it comes to children. Well, thank you. And other, and adults. <laughs> thank you. And adults. Thank you. Well, I have kids myself, and um, yeah, I think you learn how to talk to them. It is kind of funny, though, because 
when your son acted in the Wedding Crashers episode yeah. in season three, you had COVID. I had COVID. I wasn't on the set. And so I was directing that episode yeah. and I directed him and he blossomed. He did a great job. He, he did blossomed. Job. He did. Yeah. Well, he was terrified because fucking he acted with uh, Marcus who scared the living shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he was also, your son was so cocky. He was cocky. And he's such a cocky person yeah. that like a lot of the amusement that's on his face when Marcus is shaking him yeah. is real. Yeah. But also scared amusement. It was like. Yeah. I gotta get that clip. Yeah, get that clip. Hey, and give it to Joe. <laughs> Joe, I got a clip for you, buddy. Yeah. Um, okay, some other uh, guests that we had, um, some other friends, Chris Reed, um, uh, who joined us, and people know Chris Reed from Sons of Anarchy. That's filthy Phil. Uh, and he's a great guy and a friend. And um, and also friends with Marcus. Good friends with Marcus. And um, he actually kind of put us together in the beginning. That's how we kind of connected mm-hmm. with Marcus. And uh, it was always like, hey, he loves the show. Let's get him on. Let's get him on. And we thought it'd be fun to have him do this. Come do this episode. He did this. He did this scene, which was great. And then the other guy who we had, who's an old friend, is Chris Gordon, who's the guy who shows up later with the dolphin outfit and uh, wanted to get fucked. And he's a he's a great comic, funny guy that we've known for years, and he's open for us. And um, and uh, he's a crazy Canadian dude. And um, he and- came in and he killed it too. <laughs> And he's also my son. He is, right? Like, what's that? What is that story? Like, well, is green card or something? He called me. He's Canadian. And he he called me up one day from Canada. Yeah. So we had to speak quickly because the, you know, long distance charges. That's a stupid joke. (laughs) And uh, he, uh, but he called up and was like, could you sponsor me? I was like, what what do you mean? Because I've done this before. Do it in the accent, though. Could you sponsor me, eh? There you go. He, uh, but I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? And he, and he was like, um, I need, like, I can't, cause, cause we had tried to put him in, in a bunch of things and we, we couldn't yeah. because his visa and all the papers issues and yeah. And so he, he was like, I'm never going to be able to, uh, to work in the United States yeah. with, unless I get a sponsor. Yeah. And I was wondering if you wouldn't mind sponsoring me. And I was like, cause you know, I've been down this road. I know. Oh boy. That's a whole podcast episode. I've been down this I road. I know that you've sponsored people for their green cards. We'll talk about that. Another well, we time. talked about it. People can go watch that past episode. Was it 210? Oh, right. To go through the whole thing. Sure, the Swedish your, wife. Your Swedish wife. Yeah, um, true story. But so I, I I hesitated. And also it's Chris Gordon. Sure. And I'm like, what, is it, what does this mean? Yeah. Like what headache are you going to put on me? Yeah. And, he, and he's <laughs> like, well, you have to promise them that you, uh, I'm going to work with you. Okay. And you need to hire me. But let me ask you this question. Touch me. Let me ask you this question. It's not like you're Chris's. I mean, we know Chris or whatever. It's not your best friend. Like, why? Why did he pick you? Because he's got other guys he can call. Like, like absolutely, like Rory Scovel. Like, he's good friends with like Rory Scovel. He's good friends with other people who are well established and American. Yeah. Why? Why you? Do you know why, Kev? Yeah. Because I emanate love and generosity. I don't know. I don't think that's. A, I'm a warm person. I don't think that's a genuine answer. Well, why would he? Why didn't he ask you? I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. What do you think? Because uh, he thinks I'd say no. I know that you would say no, and I would. You might say yes. You're an upstanding guy. I mean, I would say yes, but he thinks I would say no. Right. Right. No one knows with you. Yeah, because I don't like Canadians. You don't like no, Canadians? I love Canadians. Do I love you? Canadians, yeah. You just don't like mass holes. Right. So, um, so what did you have to do? Did you have to like go to a ceremony, wear a suit and shit like that? or no? Uh, well, so uh, first I had to get on with his lawyer. Okay. And she and I did not get along at all. Oh, boy. Okay. And I can't, I can't remember what it was, but it was why like, not? I mean, why she, you're doing him a facade. Exactly. And then she was trying to make me like jump through hoops and like, yeah. and when I wouldn't fill out a form properly, which I didn't want to do. Yeah. Sure. She would be like sh- snippy with me. Okay. And so she, and I told, was I was she like, Canadian? I was, uh, Canadian lawyer? No, American. Okay. A uh, barrister? What do they call him in Canada? Uh, Canadian barrister? A Tory or something like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, but like she, I, I told him, I was like, you're Canadian. I mean, your lawyer, uh, her bedside manner is shitty. Yeah. And, uh, I don't like the way she speaks to me. Okay. And you need to talk to her about that. Okay. And did he? Yeah, he did. He's like, I'm sorry, but, um, <laughs> you know, Steve, uh, I'm sorry to say he's, uh, he's not enjoying the interaction, but anyway, we, we ultimately, we got the whole thing signed. Okay. And then here he was able to come and work on Tacoma FD. Okay. As promised. So you didn't have to go to a ceremony. You didn't have to stand up for him in court. No, I didn't. You didn't have to go to the INS or something like that. I didn't have to speak on his behalf. I just had to uh, 
put him in something. Okay, now are you liable in some way now? Like, let's say he commits a crime in this country. Are Probably. you responsible for Probably. it? Probably. Okay. That'll just, look, I guess got, I got a mountain of problems, Kev. I guess That'll so. just be another one. Throw it on the fucking pile. You know, right? here we go. Jesus. Anyway, I love Chris Gordon. You're he, welcome, Chris. He did Chris. a great job. He did a great job. That's He's a great dolphin. Scene. Great dolphin. He's great. And also, had Nina Concepcion, she was the, uh, the woman at the end, the museum woman, who was named... Marjorie, Marjorie Fontaine. Fontaine. And tell us about that little Easter egg. That's a callback to a character from our first, first movie, Puddle Cruiser, mm-hmm. who was uh, a woman that Chandra Sagar kind of chased after mm-hmm. in the movie. In the movie, yeah. And um, uh, and her name was Marjorie Fontaine. Yeah. And wasn't there another Marjorie Fontaine in that movie, Kev? Oh, there was. You're right. Holy shit. I didn't even think about that. So that was the joke that he calls up someone and needs a Marjorie, but it's a different Marjorie. Yeah. And, it, and you cut to the thing. And it's my mom. Yeah. And my mom, uh, literally, as a cafeteria lady, dressed as cafeteria, like an older woman talking to this, to Jay on the phone. Yeah. But she was, there were three Marjorie Fontaines in the phone book. That's right. And and she was the first Marjorie Fontaine. Okay. That's and right. She was I the totally lunch lady. I forgot about that. Yeah. She was Marjorie Fontaine. God, and she did a great I, job. She did a great job. I love job. your mom so much. She did a you great job. You know what's great, Kev? Yeah. Uh, the mo- uh, last Thanksgiving, your yeah. mom and I got on the phone with each other on FaceTime. You remember this? And yeah. we declared our mutual love oh, for one another. That's great. And you got mad. You were there. You were yeah. mad about it. Yeah. You were like, okay, enough. Enough. I don't like emotion. Enough. I don't like emotion. Well, no, because, because your mom oh, is in- me. He just drew on me. Your mom is in um, our pilot episode of Tacoma FD. She is. Yep. And I should get a clip. your mom and I have a kiss. That's true. In the pilot episode of Tacoma FD. Mm-hmm. And in the first take, she, she kissed me on the cheek. Right. Thank you, Catherine Panizzi, for saving my cat. Yeah. On the second take, she got a little closer to the mouth. Mm-hmm. And on the third take, she put it right on my lips. Okay. And your father was standing by, and I don't think he enjoyed that. I don't think he- You didn't he, think he liked it? No. And okay. I told him, I was like, this is, just, you know, like, you know, we're, we love each other. Sure. Sure. I guess that's a good point. But, you know, my dad got to hang out with Linda Carter, so that was his thing. Didn't yeah. he blush around uh, Linda Carter? He did. It, when we were shooting Super Troopers 2, um, we were all staying in the same hotel, and uh, Linda, who's in Super Troopers 2 and 1 and whatever. And I've done a couple movies with her. We did Dukes of Hazzard with her. I did Sky High with her. So she's become a friend. And um, she's known my parents. She met my parents or whatever. But, you know, it's Linda fucking Carter, right? I mean, yeah. she was the the heartthrob of, you know, the late 70s. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. I and mean, everybody was in love with Linda Carter, including my dad. And um, she sat down uh, for dinner with them. We were at the hotel. And uh, my dad was having a burger and fries. And she reached over, uh, just in conversation, reached over on the plate and took one of his fries and ate it, you know, while he's, and it rattled him. Yeah. Because Linda Carter was eating off his plate. Yeah, baby. And uh, he mentioned it later on about how, you know, how much he enjoyed that. And, um, and I get it. I get it. I, mean, I get it too. I get it. Same get it. thing with my mom and you. Yeah. Hey, before we get out of here, let's do a couple more things. Okay. Okay. Uh, one thing that we haven't done yet this season, deleted scene. Are we going to do a deleted scene yeah, today? Yeah. And I have a graphic. I gave it to Joe. <laughs> do you think I'll put it up? <laughs> <laughs> deleted scene with Jason O'Connor. Um, but uh, it was a, a, a scene where we, we wrote this end scene. Yeah. And the idea was uh, it was a little comic button where uh, Gabe can't get off the dark web. And uh, this guy shows up uh, with a delivery for him. Right. And so uh, we shot the scene. And it was a very funny scene. The guy was very funny. Um, but... Um, when we got to that painting shot at the end of the thing, you're like, that's the end of the episode, right? The episode's running along. That's the end of the episode. This extra scene is extraneous. It wasn't that it wasn't good, or they did, but just it's on the cutting room floor. So we thought we'd show you a little piece of it. And here it is. Deleted scenes. <laughs> oh, hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm Victor from the Meat of the Month Club. I got some whale meat for an... Like crystal. Oh, that's your man right there. Oh. This is the good stuff. Lots of blubber. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds... That's nice. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed kind of, that. I, you know, I, I think we never dug into it because we got rid of it, and there's some other funny lines that guy had. Yeah, so, so just so you know, with a deleted scene like that, what happens is, early on in the editing process, it's pretty clear that we're going to have to cut that out because of time and we've got, you know, the, the button of, of this guy. And so that's really kind of like the first draft of that. Yeah. And we didn't dive into like the improvs and the Yeah, and like pulling stuff. out some of the different performances and things and like tightening it up. But yeah. that's, you know, that's very raw. 
That's a we call it raw. That's a raw deleted that's scene. Raw deleted. Scene. What else do we have? Uh, gag reel. I love gag reels. We have a gag reel. Episode four hundred three. Gag reel. Okay. You want to watch that? Yeah, I do. All right, let's go. I give Joe a clip. Gag reel. Let me put some muscle into it. Okay, I know. Come on, come on, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you have Is this actually a real Rembrandt? Holy shit. <laughs> <Okay, Ram Brandt. laughs> Is this actually a real Rembrandt? <laughs> He's been sending me a lot of money to eat stuff that's not puppies, so that's not my fault, tough guy! <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> on my close-up. <laughs> okay, you said they said louder last time. Yeah, I was kidding, bro. <laughs> my phone wants to know if I fell down. <laughs> oh, the flames reach the man in the plumed hat, and as the paint melts, the flames reach the man in the plumed hat, and as the paint melted. And as the paint melted, it was as if the man was. <laughs> Come on, guys. How do you walk with a boner? <laughs> Come on, you can walk with a boner. Get, get out of here. You try walking with a boner. Oh, fuck. It's going to hit the fire alarm. <laughs> That's ironic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Oh, Pretty boy. funny. Oh, boy. I mean, I, I hate to dwell on that Lambo bit, but I mean, come on. But you can see that the... Halligan bar is this wide across, and that's all the space I had. I know, to break but everyone that was standing on the car, their mouth was watering. They wished they were in your place. Hey, mouth listen, was watering. They wanted to break that window. And everybody else would have damaged the car and cost the production $35,000. I guess you're, tr- you're right. Yeah. But, I, you know, and not to get in the weeds or whatever, but I was, I was mad at that car anyway, because it was, it's not the car we picked. What car did we pick? Well, we picked a different Lamb- Lambo. Yeah. And um, on the last day, and what, what happens is you have to go buy special windows that you can break. Right. And you fit them into the Lambo. <clears throat> and then um, the morning of that thing, the guy's like, oh, I don't have that one available. I gave it to somebody else. And you're like, what the fuck? We fitted windows that we need to break. Right. So like, oh, I got this one. And of course the windows didn't match. Right. And so if people look closely at that thing, the window doesn't go to the top, which ruins the joke because the whole idea is we can't get in the car. Yeah. Um, and so, but if you look at it, you can see that the window doesn't go all the way up to the top. Right. Because it was a different fucking Lambo. Yeah. And, and those are the things on the day where you're like, Jesus Christ, what happened to the one we picked? You know? So. It's unprofessional. A part of the Lambo guy. I guess we shouldn't disparage the Lambo guy. Who is the, yeah. I don't know who it was. The Lambo guy's name. But our buddy who's in charge, Trampo, Transpo, Jeff Haneke, who worked very hard, was mad. He was mad at this guy. Yeah, of course. This particular guy. Of course. So. All right, everybody. That's it, huh? That was good. That was fun. That was a good convo. Yeah, great. It's great. So everybody join us next week. Come back next week and we'll talk about the Tacoma episode four. Yeah. Ooh, which is a fantastic episode. It's a good one. A lot of guest stars. David Arquette's in that episode. Yeah, Dexter Loomis from WWE. A lot of, a lot of good people in that episode. A lot of people. Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis of the WWE. 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 And uh, he's going to come talk to us. Yeah, it's right? going to be great. Great conversation. Great. Uh, so come back here and watch. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about this podcast. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's a wealth of wonderful stories. Yeah. And click here to subscribe and click here to like. <laughs> <laughs>